0: Welcome to Hawks Live every Thursday, seven PM to nine PM, right here on Seven Ten ESPN. I am Michael Bumpus with Paul Moyer. We also got a special guest in the room too, man—the guy who used to drive this show, Mr. Dave Wyman. uh how you guys feeling tonight? How we doing?
1: We feel good, Dave. Thanks for for joining us. I remember I'm over Dave here. Was... I'm over here working. You
0: working, are, guys. I threw him
2: in.
1: Dave, I this, do, this a long day for day for Dave. I mean, uh, not only does he have his four or five hour show from two to seven. Uh you know, he also do you, you guys also do a twelve o'clock show for the Seahawks right? Yeah, the Huddle. The yeah. Huddle. So yeah. And I, I, I miss going tonight? to the
3: casino, boys.
1: I know. Yeah. yeah. Those were good times. <laughs> well I've always said I, I worked for free every Thursday night because I would take my little stipend they give me here and it would be gone in about <laughs> 15 minutes. Gamble that check, Moyer. I, well, I was trying to uh I was trying to grow it. There you go. And it
3: didn't, of course. To, it didn't go the way you it wanted work. it.
0: Back, yeah. back where I'm from, they call it double up. Sean, trying to double up. That's all you're <laughs> trying to do. It.
1: I doubled up every week. There we go. There work. we go.
0: All right, well, as we know, the Hawks lost to the Steelers on Sunday night football. I'm kind of tweaking their Sunday night football record there, but it was a good game. That first half, the Hawks were outscored 14-0. That second half, they outscored the Steelers. 20 to 6. We saw a change in the offense more where the first half, the very first play, they ran a jet sweep to the tight end. I'm glad they're getting the tight ends involved, but that's probably not what you want to do to get your quarterback going. And uh, they sprinkled in the run. Alex Collins had four carries that first half. The second half rolls around. They go on a 10 play drive. They throw the ball one time and run the ball nine times. I thought that was the approach they were gonna have in that first half with Geno Smith being the backup getting his go. Um is this something that they're going
1: to lean on, you think, for the
0: next couple of weeks?
1: Well, I hope so, and I think they need to. Uh, we'll have Jamarco Jones on early or a little bit later here, in a, probably about 30 minutes, uh, and and ask him what was said at halftime because it was, from what we heard, we're going to run the football, and and that they did nine of ten times on that drive, and it looked good. They were actually moving people. I mean, I saw our guards, you know, two, three yards downfield. That's what you want in a running game. That I means you're moving the pile. Um, I just think it's too much pressure to put on Gino. You can't throw everything on him and say, hey, we're going to throw it 70% of the time can't happen. Um, Gino in this game coming up. I th- I think he, he needs to take more chances downfield because there were there. I think he went in and said, okay, I'm I'm definitely going to throw to the, the, the where the play is th- supposed to go. Um, but th- the very first third down play Pittsburgh bus and coverage, Freddie Swain is down the seam. I mean, there's no he's 20 yards wide open, yeah. no one there. So he needs to get his eyes downfield. And I think he will. Now this is this will be his third game essentially, you know, second half against the Rams and a whole game last week. Um the, there's a lot of positive from last week. You know, they can build on, you know, both defensively and offensively. And, you know, really to me, it just comes down to our best players. Once again, they've got to make the plays. Our most our highest paid players have to play their best football. And if they do, I think we'll be fine.
0: There's no moral victories in this game. Maybe you get a moral victory when you're playing high school football. You go up against a team that you know you're not going to beat. Maybe in college when Appalachian State plays good against uh, Alabama or somebody like that. But you mentioned there are some good that happen on offense and happen on defense. I'm not going to take it as more victories, but Alex Collins rushed for 100 yards and a touchdown. We saw the tight ends get involved. Joe Everett had a big 41-yard game. Disley with a touchdown. DJ Reed had two passes broken up. DJ Dallas had 97. Uh, yeah, DJ Dallas had 97 yards on the return game, a of 38. I mean, they're they're steadily moving in the right directions. I don't want to say moral victory, but there were some situational victories.
1: Yeah, I would say building blocks yeah, um, I like from what we saw, and I think identity. We we have to run the football. Uh, right now, without Russ, we just have to, and we we can't turn it over. It, you know, the, that last turnover obviously hurt us. I've mentioned plays. Uh, you know, we had two interceptions that would have, for sure, saved us seven points. It was down the red zone, uh, Pittsburgh's very first touchdown. We we've got a tip ball. We got to get. We got to secure that one, no matter what. And then I think the very next player, the maybe it was two plays later, they line up and and isolate on. Uh, Kind of drawing a blank on the, the play now, but one of our defensive ends at that time,
0: Alton, I think it was.
1: Who I, I can't remember now. I'm, I'm drawing a blank. We, we, we may even have a highlight of that one later. Um, I think it was actually it was maybe Mayo on that one. Um, whoever it was, you know, they ended up getting a touchdown right after. And we, I, I think it was Benson. And so those are the ones that just you, you go, oh we we should have won the game. And then, an, I don't know if it was overtime or regulation, the one that hit uh, Jamal in the face mask. You know, those are two interceptions. We get a chance. We, we win the game. Uh, it's just bottom line. And we played really well second half. We put 20 points on the board in the second half. Um, we held them without a touchdown, a couple field goals, you know, in, in regulation, and then they get the one in, in, in overtime. So there's a lot of positives, but we're 2-4 and four now. Yeah. And we got a team that's 6-0 and oh in our division. And there's another team that's 5-1. and one. And so – while it's early in the season, the, talk, the clock is ticking very quickly. We got to get this one on Monday.
0: Another player who shined, had a couple of moments, was Trey Brown. I mean, you were excited. I was excited. I got even more excited because you were excited because you were a DB, right? You have played this position before. And the big play he had on third down, um, if you aren't a true, I guess, football guy and you understand – how you're supposed to play things, you might take that play for granted and say, look, he just came up and made an open field tackle. But there was more to that. They were in quarters. He sinks with the curl route by uh, Claypool, I believe it was. He saw Ben. He described it beautifully, right? He He saw Ben. He turned his shoulders. He's rolling outside. He knew that's the only place he could go. He gets downhill, makes a tackle. I mean, we've been waiting on plays like this from DBs.
1: Yeah, maybe we can get that clip from him later in the show. And what you were talking about was the uh, post-game show. And uh, the interview after the game last week, and he described this play on third down and four. And and this is that feel thing that it takes time in the NFL. you got to coach it and coach it and reps and reps. And that, as you, you said, sometimes it, it can be a corner route when you're in cover two. In this particular case, they ran a turn route because they, they were in quarters. And, and he did. He was right on the hip pocket of Claypool. He held off that turn route. And was in position to read the quarterback and also make a break on the play into the flat or a swing route. It makes a great tackle. So, but if we got the audio of this, the reason why I want to play this audio, it, the maturity of him and his awareness, and this is what we're looking Sounds for. Sounds like in a
4: I had uh, I had the bell, you know. We were cover four quarters, uh, so I had the bell with my man, and I saw that it was third and four, you know, uh, pre-snap. You know, I saw it uh, down the distance, and so I covered the curl, and I knew when Ben Roethlisberger started scrambling, he was going to dump it off to that guy. So uh, I didn't think I just had to go, you know, put uh, put the pedal to the metal and just run uh, and get a third down stop because that's, they needed the first down more than anything, and they were backed up to the uh, their other end zone, and so uh, that's when I went and go trigger and pulled the
1: trigger. That's a coach right there. Yeah. It's the description. It's the awareness. Down the I mean, distance. He, he sees everything, right? I mean, mm-hmm. you got to see the full picture. It can't just be on plain, you know, a flat. You know, I mean, there's so much thing that goes into pattern recognition and what's the, the down and distance, where we are on the field. He described everything. And a great secondary, all four, all five, six at times when you have a dime, all six guys, if you can have that kind of communication and thought process, now you got playmakers.
0: Okay, so we have things to build on with the Seahawks. Let's talk about these Saints real quick. Jameis Winston, 15 of 30, four touchdowns, one interception last game against the Washington football team. They're coming off a bye. They're getting healthy. They've had a couple of weeks to try to dissect the film from the Seahawks. I'm watching film, Moyer, and they're, oh, Taysom Hill, you got paid? Oh, you're, we're going to use you. Tight end, H-back, he's blocking d ends. he's going out on pass concepts or giving him the ball a couple times. Uh, what are you seeing out of this New Orleans team?
1: Well, they don't have Drew Brees anymore. Look, I, I think, you know, Jameis Winston is he's capable. He's got 12 touchdowns, three interceptions. He's having a good year. His quarterback rating is 108. So, I mean, the, the stats are there. Um, you know, he's not pushing the fo- ball downfield a ton, but he is averaging 7.69 yards per attempt, which, you know, that's in the middle of the pack. Uh, So he's doing things to give them a chance to win. They have a really good football team around them and uh, we'll see what they bring to the, they've they've been missing some wide receivers. We'll see how many end up uh, coming back and being healthy. They're talented. They're just missing, you know, the quarterback to say, okay, we're willing to go in with any type of game plan. So they're playing a little bit closer to the vest. Their defense is tough. They're struggling against the past offensively. Um, But they are going to force us to throw it. I mean, they're they're really stout against the run.
0: Yeah, I think if you are any team playing against the Seahawks right now, you're saying, look, you got a backup quarterback. We'll see what your running back situation looks like. Chris Carson's banged up. We're going to force you guys to run the football. We know you got number 14, number 16 on the perimeter. Even Freddie Swain is in the mix right now. I think DJ Dallas has earned some more playing time. I think they'll sprinkle him in a little bit. If uh, Chris Carson, has, if you have any doubt on Chris Carson being 100%, I think you have to use his running backs. We've seen Travis Homer have a big play on third down. He ran the football. He goes for 20-plus yards. We've seen Alex Collins have a big game. We've seen DJ Dallas contribute as well. So it's almost a blessing in disguise that Carson has been hurt. But if 32 is ready to go, you got to let this guy line well, up I think he's
1: still he's, – I know he's IR, so I'm not sure when he's back. But, but I think we, we're going to see Penny this week. Uh, So that definitely will help. And when I say that'll help, I just hope he, whatever amount of time he's on the field, he just lets it go. Because we just need some big plays. Um, I think Collins has been good. We know DJ Dallas has had a, from, you know, training camp preseason to what he's done, he's there. Now, look, Penny, you're playing for next year for another team. You are. I mean, we're not going to have two high-priced running backs. Just let it go. There's no pressure now. If you're healthy, let it go because we know the talent's there, and now it's just him taking advantage of the opportunity.
0: Let it go. Running backs are getting an opportunity with 32 on IR. When we return, we'll go deeper into the New Orleans Saints. That's next right here on Hawks Live. Welcome back to Hawks Live. I'm Michael Bumpus, hanging out with Paul Moyer. The New Orleans Saints are coming into town on Monday night football more. And these guys are 3-2. They open up the season with a big win against the Green Bay Packers 38-3 or 38-2-3. I remember you saying, man, Rodgers looks like he's been hanging out doing yoga for two <laughs> or three weeks. He's laughing at us now. Then they lose to the Carolina Panthers 26-7. They win against the Pages, 28-13. Lose to the horrible New York Giants, 27-21. And then, as of late, beat the Washington football team. 33-22. to 22. Now, these guys are 3-2. and two. Now, despite all that, they've had a lot of guys out. Michael Thomas is coming back. Tra- Traquan Smith, two receivers are coming back. Armstead is coming back. I mean, they got six to eight guys who are getting healthy right on time for Monday Night Football against these Seahawks. So, it's almost like we're catching them at the wrong time.
1: Yeah, we'll see how many of them actually play. And, you know, they're coming off IR. I mean, you also have Quan Alexander, one of their linebackers, you know, Pass have been a good player. Nick Fanette is still playing. He's coming off of IR, you know. For for them, I didn't even know he was still playing. As you mentioned, cornerback uh, Ken Crawley, and they, they definitely need some secondary help. Um, you know, it's just it's just a tough game. I you know, normally I wouldn't worry about it if we are again playing at a high level defensively. If we are running the ball consistently, I think Geno Smith is capable of winning games for us. He's proven that. He's played well. He needs to take some shots downfield. I, I do believe that. They're they're there for the taking. That that doesn't mean to be, you know, reckless with the ball. It just means keep your eyes up, take some shots, um, because they are going to crowd us if that's what they they think. So, tough game. I, look, they're number one, I think, yards per attempt uh, in, in rushing or yards per game number defensively. Two. And then number one and yards average. So, I always look at statistics in that they're just that. You know, sometimes, you know, they are oh, they're, they're number one against rust defense. Yeah, but they're number 16 yards per, per average. Well, not in this case. And so they're going to force us to throw the ball. But that doesn't mean we can't run it. You know, we, I, statistics are just that. They're just statistics. Last week, we I didn't think we'd be able to run against Pittsburgh. In the second half, we said, oh, we're running it. We're just determined to do it. So I'm, I'm excited to see what the game plan is. We're playing better. Now we just got to make plays and start winning. It's that simple.
0: Yeah, statistics are just numbers. You can't ignore them, but you can't let them deter you or or make you fear them, right? Because the Hawks have to come in and run the football. These guys are number two in the league against the rush, averaging 79 79 yards per game. The stat that scares me is that they got nine interceptions on defense. Nine interceptions. You're asking for Geno Smith to push that ball down the field. Uh, he should be cautious. you got to make a good decision. If you guys are wide open, they're wide open. Lattimore last game had six passes defended in one game. Six passes defended. So we know they're active on the back end. But if you can get the run game going, then maybe the back end loosens up a little bit. Overall, they're 15th ranked in the defense, averaging giving up 354 yards per game. I mean, they're not a great defense. They're not a bad defense. They do some things very well. It just makes me a bit hesitant that they're really good against the run. But you can't run from the run. You got to go at them.
1: Well, you have to. And you, know, you get nine interceptions or uh, whatever their number is year to date. Um, that's because people are taking shots at them, too. Because I think they're 20. Here's what's really interesting to me. Now, here's two franchises, I'm going to say over the last 10 y- years, traditionally very high in ranking offensively and very good at defense. You know, New Orleans is is a team that gets after you. Right now, New Orleans is 28th offensively, Seahawks are 22nd. Uh, and New Orleans is 15th defensively, and the Seahawks are, are still 32nd, though we did you know, make a little dent in that, and hopefully we can get out of that schneid there. But, uh, the, yeah, the one that really jumps out of here are two of them, and that's uh, had interceptions. They're, they're third in the league percentage of of, of attempts and, and interceptions and a number one uh, rushing average, and that's just uh, – we're just going to have to do it. They're giving up 3.3 yards per attempt, and, and we're going to have to be committed to it.
0: And you got to key on, on certain guys. Alvin Kamara makes this thing go. He has 94 carries for 368 yards and one touchdown, 15 receptions for 113 yards and three touchdowns. And this dude is a slippery man. man. I'm watching this film against the Washington football team, and there are guys lined up to make an open field tackle or to make a tackle inside the box, and they just can't do it. They've done a great job using Taysom Hill as a decoy at times. I feel like they've been setting it up for him to have a big game. Like, look, Garrett, he's going to block the end. Oh, he's going to go out into a flat. At some point, you're going to have to let this guy go. You're paying a max amount of dollars, right? He's highly overpaid, in my opinion. But they have some guys, and then you add in Michael Thomas. We'll see how healthy he is. They got some guys that make you think. I look at this team on offense, and everything looks the same. Like They'll get in the same formation. I've seen five to six different plays out of that same formation. These guys on defense have to be disciplined. Don't take the bait.
1: Yeah, and it's it's quick game. I mean, that's what they want to do now. Winston's a different player than Drew Brees. I mean, I'm actually a little shocked in this offense. He's only completing sixty percent of his passes. Um, just you know, again, it's it's going to be a challenge because there are some coaches in this league. Every coach in this league offensively tries to find the 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 mismatches, yeah. right? You want the right match. There's other that it's the high emphasis, and there's the one guy that's the ultimate emphasis of that. And we're about to play him, and that's Sean Payton. And if we go and line up defensive ends on Kamara (laughs) as he spreads out wide, we better be able to audible out of it because they are going to find it. And last week we saw the dink-dunk game plan from Pittsburgh where they were looking. Where's Jamal? Uh, Jamal's coming to the line of scrimmage. He's coming off the edge. He just... Flicked it out the other way. Knew that there was going to be a mismatch, either a linebacker or a defensive end, and how they were matching up on that on the backside of slots. So we're going to have to adjust to that. It's going to be a cat and mouse game, uh, chess match next or this coming Monday, and uh, I'm excited for it. Again, we're playing well. We just got to start winning.
0: Yeah, the the one matchup that concerns me. We mentioned Alvin Kamara, and we saw what Najee Harris did right on offense. They motion him out the backfield, put him in the slot, get that matchup, and go. There's no way this team is coming in this week and saying we're gonna let that happen with Alvin Kamara. They're definitely game planning for if this guy motions out out the backfield. This is our adjustment. I don't want to see a number 90 something. I don't want to see a number 50 something lined up against Alvin Kamara because that's easy pickings.
1: Yeah, and the Seahawks have been traditional in that. Hey, it's not what they do; it's what we do. The game's changed. You know, it's just it's always been an offensive game, but the the rules and the formations. I'm just—we got to put our best players on the field now, mm. and whatever that means, you know, whatever package that means as well. You know, is it to stop the run first? Is it stop the pass? And uh, you know, we're, we've been messing around a little bit with uh, Ugo Amadi and and Marquise Blair at the nickel spot. It's time to settle in. Um, we'll see what happens at at the corner spot. Does Trey Brown get to start? Um, I, I, we'll see. You know, they've liked him. It's just he's finally healthy. And uh, I liked what I saw a lot. And we already played the clip on him. He's a mature guy for a rookie.
0: Here's the thing about Jameis Winston. He's having a good season. But over his career, in 81 games, he's thrown 91 interceptions. So we can almost guarantee if he doesn't just throw a gimme ball, he's going to throw a football that we should be able to get our hands on. I am banking on this defensive line getting after Jameis Winston or – the secondary just dropping off in coverage and making things look cloudy for him and forcing him to make a bad decision because there are times where I watch this guy and he he sounds mature. He's been around Drew Brees for a while, but he still wants to roll the dice and take that risk. I am banking on that this game. In comparison, Russell Wilson, 149 games, 82 interceptions. He takes care of the football. And who takes care of Russell Wilson? We're going to talk to one of the guys. When we come up next, we're going to talk to Jamarco Jones. That's next on Hawks Live. Welcome back to Hawks Live. I'm Michael Bumps with Paul Moyer. We're going to talk to Jamarco Jones here in a bit. But until then, what needs to happen for this team to have success on Monday Night Football? That primetime win-loss has kind of been tarnished a little bit these last couple of weeks. What needs to to happen for this team to get right?
1: Well, I'd like to see – Get out to a nice double-digit lead. That'd <laughs> make, be nice. make 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 uh, New Orleans have to throw the football I- as well. Um, when I break down last week's game, to me, it just it came down again, similar to the the week before. You know, three or four plays. Um, you know, your best players, your highest paid players, got to make plays. Um, you know, we dropped a couple interceptions. Um, Gino missed on a couple opportunities early. I'm not even blaming him. I mean, he wasn't looking that way. There was a crossing route on third down. I think that's where he was looking, but Pittsburgh dropped coverage. Freddie Swain was down the seam. There's no one around him. You, you just like to see him get his eyes up and, 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 and look to push the ball, not reckless. As you mentioned New Orleans, you know, nine interceptions, uh, year to date already. Uh, they're get have a quarterback rating defensively of 71 because of those, uh, interceptions. So, just, just that. It's, it's nothing crazy. Yeah. Um, You know, they we, we've got a tip ball, their first touchdown, Pittsburgh. We, if we get that, they don't score a touchdown. Instead, the next play, they get a mismatch on us with Mayoa, and uh, get an easy touchdown. Just things like that. You know, I mean, we've got a tie game. We drop another interception. Uh, probably going to win that game. Um, we've got the ball with five minutes left in a tie game in overtime. We fumble. I, 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 nothing crazy here's the one thing, that running game was really impressive in the second half. Let's just, let's open that, let's start from the get-go. Let's get that attitude. I'm excited to get Jamarco Jones on to really see what they did at halftime. What, what, was it just, was it X and O's? Or was it just, no, we're, we're coming after it.
0: Yeah. What I'm looking forward to seeing is if, if they can take advantage of opportunities. Life is all about opportunities, right? You make decisions every day. On the football field, there are footballs that are thrown in the air that should be picked off. Pick them off. There are plays that should be shut down in the backfield. Shut it down. You know, there were a couple plays where I felt like the running back at loose. Najee was hitting the backfield and then he gets loose. He gains two yards. It's only two yards. It's second and eight. But second and 11 sounds a lot better than second and eight. So I think this week they have to start taking advantage of those opportunities. They've been really close, and we've seen it. But, uh, yeah, just take advantage of stuff. Impose your will on this team. This is going to be a good football team. It's not a team that I don't expect them just to to blow them out 35 to seven or anything like that. But I think with the personnel that they have, there are going to be opportunities to make plays.
1: Oh, and there's no question. Um, you know, they they've given up some yards in the passing game defensively. You know, so so we, we definitely have some opportunities there. But I, I more importantly, let's 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 get some offensive linemen on the show and talk some running game.
0: Let's talk some run game. <laughs> and who else should we talk to other than Jamarco Jones? Jamarca, what up?
4: Hey, how you guys doing?
0: Hey, we're doing good, man. We appreciate you taking time out of your day, man. The first – now, when I think of lineman play, it's like it's a battle in the trenches, every single down. And as a receiver, I'm on the outside, so it's, it's not as physical. When you're in the trenches and you're hitting the same dude almost every single play, do you get to know that guy? Do you start having conversations with him? Are you talking trash? Like, What type of player are you when it comes to that?
4: Uh, I mean, I like everybody talks trash at some point. I would say I'm a big trash talker, but no, it, it definitely gets uh you know intense down there. You, you definitely get to know guys, and I mean, there's definitely talking and going on down there. But I mean, you, at the end of the day, you gotta go out there and do your job. You can't let that get in the way of the end goal.
1: You've played everything. I mean, Ohio State, you know, offensive tackle. You come here, offensive tackle. You've played guard. You played right side, left side. If you if you could pick one position, where where would you like to line up?
4: Anywhere I can get on the football
1: field.
4: I just want to get out there and help the team, you know, however I can. Uh, I, I, I take pride in being able to be versatile and do different things out there. So, you know, just wherever the team needs me at, at that moment, you know, that's where I'm willing to play.
1: The running game is – it, it it's part X and O's, no question, part mentality. What happened at halftime? I, I mean, you guys came out with a completely different attitude. You guys ran the ball nine of ten plays on that drive. Uh, what was said, and was it an X and O change, or was it purely you guys just attitude-driven?
4: Yeah, I think we just, we just, we just decided to uh, run the ball and see what happens. And, uh, you know, we stuck with it, and, and we got good results. And, uh, you know, it's just a matter of everybody coming together. Uh, you know, it's, it's a team effort. You know, it takes all 11 guys out there being on the same page, you know, uh, to go out there and do it. And we were able to execute it a little bit better in the second half.
0: Hey, Jamarco, my buddy Paul mentioned uh, you've played everywhere on that offensive line. So when it comes to game prep, you know, I mentioned, right, I'm a receiver. I'm looking at my one spot, and I maybe look to the outside and see how that receiver um, affects my game. Are you – Preparing for every single position, or do you kind of focus on one? Or are you looking at the the big picture of the deal?
4: No, yeah, I, I try to focus on all the positions um, and just try to. And especially when I'm studying other teams, you know, I pay attention to uh, most defensive line anyway. Uh, I watch offensive line play when I'm watching the game, so it's a little bit easier for me when it comes to that. So, yeah, I just try to watch everybody because you never know in any instance you can be thrown in a situation and being unprepared is a terrible feeling. So, you know, I I take pride in that as well, just, you know, preparing and being able to go out there and execute, you know, at, at different positions at any given time.
1: They've got you listed six four two ninety three. I'm going to round you up to three hundred uh, pounds. No, that, I
4: don't know. I don't, we got to get that fixed. I don't know where that's coming from. <laughs> what are you? Uh, I'm not two ninety three.
1: Where Where are you right now, or just ballpark?
4: Yeah, between
1: three hundred five and three ten, usually somewhere in there. You know, I I look at you. You're twenty five years. You're twenty five, correct? Or at around twenty five years yes, old. Sir. And and I look yes. at your face. So don't take this wrong, but you still have a young. Man's face, right? So, I, do you still have room to grow? Do you think you're still going to put on bulk? <laughs>
4: <laughs> oh, no, for sure. You know, I mean, every offseason I go into the off season you know, uh, with those in mind, and sometimes just to add a few pounds, sometimes just to gain maximum strength. And so, especially with me moving around so much, I like being able to, you know, feel like I could move and do different things.
1: Well, Bump and I, we both played, and, and we were talking tonight earlier about our playing weight and where our weight is today. And it's not quite at our playing weight. Um, we're close, we're close, but we're <laughs> we're not quite there. When you're done playing, it's because uh, offensive linemen and defensive linemen, they're the ones that have the biggest transition when post playing. And you have many years still to play. But when you're done playing, what what weight do you think is your, would will end up being your natural weight when you're done?
4: That's good, I have no clue, but i definitely going to drop some pounds. There's no need to have all this weight on the knees. You... <laughs> hey Jamal, more... uh, I, I, I'm not quite sure, but I, yeah, I'm definitely probably uh, going to drop. I've seen the effects on some of the, the other guys, and no, uh, I'm not a fan of
1: that. <laughs> yeah, it's tough. It's tough on the joints, and uh, I've seen some offensive linemen that have done a good, good job of shedding, and um, yeah, but we're we're trying to get. Back down. We we went we went the other way. We went up, not down. <laughs> after our post game cruise.
0: Hey, Jamarco, um, how how tight is this offensive line? I mean, I I've heard the stories about the five guys on the line plus the guys backing them up. How close is this line? And uh, do you feel like you guys are going to come out this week and establish that run again and show just how cohesive this line is? Yeah, this line is we're really close, and you
4: know it's not just. The five guys, it's, it's all of us, you know, from the guys on the practice squad to everybody. We're, you know, we go out to dinner, we, we're around each other a lot. We spend a lot of time together, and we've been able to grow over the course of uh, this summer and coming into this season. And so it's been a lot of fun to uh, go out there and battle with everybody, whether it's practice or on the field uh, on game day. And, uh, yeah, I fully expect us to go out there and keep establishing the run and uh, playing really well as we've been doing.
1: Well, let me ask Keep you rolling. about yeah let me ask you about New orleans uh the one thing that they at least statistically i mean they are number one against the rush at least yards per 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 game and in yards per average i think they're second uh what do you seeing there is there they're do are they doing something that uh is gonna make you guys have to game plan a little different i mean
4: you got a game plan for every team but no, they're they're definitely a great team you know they're year in the year out they have a great head coach, they got a great staff, and they got great playmakers on the defense. And so, uh, you know, you got to go into this game plan and uh, you got to look at all the the factors and, you know, we're going to put together a good game plan and try to execute that on game day and see how it goes. All
0: right, Jermarco, man, we appreciate your time. That's Jermarco Jones from the Ohio State University current Seahawk. Hey, good luck this weekend.
4: Thank
0: you. Have a good one. Thank you for having me. All right, no problem. Uh, thank you. Okay, when we return, we will talk to the professor himself, Mr. John Clayton. That's next right here on Hawks Live. It is 745. Oh, James Brown. This is Stevie Wonder right here. And when you hear this type of funk going on, you know we're talking to the professor John Clayton. JC, what's up? Hey, how we doing? And we're doing good, man. Thursday night, we're talking football, talking to the professor. So, life is good, man. First question I have for you. Quarterback Jacob Eason has signed with the Hawks. Now, I coached against this kid in high school. He beat me twice. Didn't beat this guy. He's one of the best high school football players I've ever seen. Um, do you like this move, and does it mean anything to this roster?
5: I like it, but it doesn't mean a lot. I mean, what it comes down to, he's an available talent. Once he was cut, they pick him up on waivers. You know, he will. You know, he's going to be obviously in his second year at the minimum salary, and uh, you know, and, they, and if necessary, they can keep him for three years, or if they want to go a different direction with the roster or anything else, they can cut him. And I think that uh, he would be willing enough to come back and sign for the practice squad. But again, does it change anything? No. I mean, Geno Smith's the backup quarterback. Russell Wilson's the starting quarterback. You know, he's a quarterback. at is young and needs time to develop and hasn't developed yet. But, uh, you know, in the big picture, it's just adding somebody who has talent, a fourth-round pick from last year. John,
1: they're getting healthy. I just was looking, they have about seven guys coming mm-hmm. off IR and ever what, what do we know? Do we do we know if any of these guys are going to play? I'm more cons- concerned about their wide receivers. Well,
5: what do you mean you're concerned about the wide receivers? Uh, it's the worst receiving sh- group in football. No, not if they're all healthy and coming no. back. That's no, they're, but they're not all healthy and coming back. Okay, that's what I'm asking. Yeah, I mean, you know, Michael Thomas remains out. You know, they may be able to get one veteran out there. But, I mean, their, their top three receivers as of last week are undrafted guys. And I think the most any of those guys have caught is one guy catching 15 passes. Remember, they don't pass the ball much because they have nothing at receiver and nothing at tight end right now. And so what you're looking at is that in five games, there's only been 183 com- completions and very, two, very few to the wide receivers or the tight ends. You know, they've been injured with a couple tight ends and those guys aren't going to be back. But uh, no, they are getting healthier because, again, probably you'll have Quam Alexander back, you know, may have Marcus uh, Davenport back. And so they'll get better on defense, but offensively, and of course, they, you know, they, Eric uh, McCoy is still questionable. You know, the center—he don't know if he's going to be back, and they don't know about Teron Armstead. But uh, they are getting healthier because you know they have designated seven players right now that can return, but all seven aren't going to return this week.
0: John, the Saints are great against the run, number two in the league actually against the run, averaging about given about 80 yards per game. We know the Hawks are going to run the football, do you think they can be successful against this ball club?
5: I think it's going to be tough because I think what it comes down to, Sean Payton has made such an emphasis on stopping the run this year, and that's what he's going to try to do this week. I mean, he's done it now in five consecutive games. Now, part of the thing that's helped him out is in those five games, he's had leads in all five of them. And so when you have the lead and you're not throwing the ball much and you're running the football, then you have a chance to kind of, pull things down, and then just concentrate on what you want to concentrate on. And they want to concentrate on stopping the run. And again, this is a defensive line that lost two or three real good defensive linemen, you know, either in free agency, suspension, you name it. But they're good at that. They're they're good at linebacker, and they're very good stopping the run. Trey Brown, uh,
1: he looked he looked the part, man. He he looked comfortable at corner. What do you what are you hearing about Sidney Jones and who do you think starts at corner for the Seahawks?
5: You kind of get the feeling that Sidney is going to be questioned about the extra day is going to help him out to see if he has a chance to come back. But you kind of get the feeling that Trey Brown has a decent chance of starting in this one because you know he did so well last week. You know they rotated him in early in the game, which is something that Pete Carroll usually doesn't like to do. He likes to stay with the same two cornerbacks. But uh, I think there's enough confidence in him that if Sydney's not healthy and not 100%, they'll start Trey Brown and see if they can get Sydney in there at some point.
0: John, Jamal Adams has been a topic of discussion this, um, this season, really. He hasn't recorded any sacks. He has some tackles, missed a couple of interceptions. Do you like how the Hawks are using Jamal Adams, and do you like what you've seen out of him Thus far,
5: I'm starting to like what they're doing again, maybe not early, you know, because what I think they did. And again, I have to look at the uh, tape to see how many plays they did it. But, uh, you know, you notice that they had, uh, you know, about I think maybe 15 plays with seven defensive backs. And that I think helps because it gives more freedom for Jamal to roam around and do what he needs to do. Hey, John, we've, we've lost two games in overtime.
1: Um, we have a chance to win against the Rams. You know, we're, we're down six with two minutes left. What is this team? Is it just a matter of making plays and finish things off? Uh, you know, but are we really a two and
5: four struggling football team? No, I think it's a two and four struggling football team. I mean, certainly there's so many teams right now that uh, are playing close games and losing close games. I mean, look at Kansas City, and you can look around the league, and there's more close games than we've ever seen. What is it now, 23 that have been decided in the fourth quarter or overtime, and that's just uh, remarkable. But uh, I think you saw progress last week because the defense did get better. I thought that was encouraging. You know, I thought that, uh, you know, they were able to do better things in the secondary, and for the first time this year is that they were able to have the defensive backs sync up a little bit with the few linebackers that they had out there. And so uh, that, I think, looks a little bit more positive, and if they can do that, particularly against a non-passing team like the Saints, that could help out in this game. John, now the Hawks pick up Jacob
0: Eason. Um, that – I scratched my head with that one because I feel like, all right, you got Geno, you got Russell, you got a, another quarterback there. But – are there any more moves you think this team needs to make? Are there any positions that needs to be addressed?
5: They can still look at cornerback. I think that could be a possibility. You know, maybe look to get uh, you know, a tackle, you know, something on the offensive line because uh, at some point you know, it's not that they're going to find somebody this late to be the left tackle for the future, but again, it's like at some point they need to get a tackle for Uh, Dwayne Brown uh, maybe they do something at the wide receiver position but certainly they're not going to do anything at defensive end maybe an outside chance they do something at linebacker
1: what do we know about injuries with the Seahawks Uh, we got Eskridge we've had um, Penny um, you had
5: Damian Lewis last week where are they now Uh, hard to tell on Damian Lewis and hard to tell on Alex Collins because you know they didn't practice today. There seems to be optimism that Collins should be able to go. Don't know about Damian Lewis with that shoulder injury. That might be a little bit tricky. Certainly, it does look like they'll have Daryl Taylor, which is an amazing thing. After he had to go to the hospital with what they thought was a neck injury, his neck is sore, but it's not to a point where you know he may be forced to be missed the game. Uh, so I think overall, I mean those those are the main ones. You know, Rashad Penny looks like he's going to be activated from the injured list, and that of course will give him a running back to try to be able to go in there. But again, I think what they need is Alex Collins because he's been their best running back so far this season.
1: Yeah, no no question. Um, Chris Carson IR neck. There's been some rumors out there. Maybe they're just rumors. You know, potentially Cam Chancellor type injury have you heard anything uh, more on that nothing no
5: okay no, no. it's like again it's like uh, everybody's going to be kind of over rumoring and doing things like that i mean you know they did put him on the injured reserve list you know he's going to be out for three weeks That puts him in a chance to come back for the green bay game and you hope that's enough time for him to come back and you also hope it's enough time for estrus that's the one i think you mm-hmm. get more concerned about because yeah. he's been on the injured list forever with that concussion
0: Jonathan, the Hawks win these next two games. They are four and four. At four and four, going into the bye, knowing the schedule that they have after that, do you think this team can still make the playoffs?
5: Yes, I can. Yeah, because what you're looking at right now is that there's so many average teams right now in the NFC and the AFC to a point where you know there's only six teams at the moment in the NFC that have winning records. You only have six that in the AFC that have winning records, okay? And so because of that, it's kind of like last year where Chicago was able to sneak in there with an 8-8 eight and eight record. At this stage, you know, unless somebody picks it up, I mean, again, we'll see where New Orleans is. I know they're 3-2, and two, but, uh, you know, it's, it's one where there's still going to be maybe an, one, possibly two open spots for wild cards. And that's what Seattle now has to concentrate on. John, it's that time. What's on your mind, Professor? Yeah, I'm just amazed right now at the injury bug and how it's affecting teams. I mean, look at tonight. I'm amazed that Cleveland was able to bounce back, not having their top two running backs, Baker Mayfield, their right tackle, and be able to come and have right now a decent lead over Denver and then you look at Denver I don't think I've ever seen a wide linebacking core as wiped out as they were I mean they were down I think particularly about eight linebackers they've lost two for the season two inside linebackers for the season now Von Miller's hurt they don't know how bad he is on his on the ankle and that didn't look good but when you lose an entire linebacking core now you have problems going against Cleveland and stopping their third string running back Injuries,
0: injuries, man. Week seven, they're starting to pile up. John, man, we appreciate your time. Have a good one. Okay, thanks. Okay, when we return, it's time to talk that talk. Me and Paul Moyer will Square Off. Can the the Seahawks defense be a top 20 defense? Thoughts on Trey Brown? Has Jamin Winston turned a corner? Is 10 wins still a possibility for these Hawks? That's next on Hawks Live.
2: It's time to talk that talk with Michael Bumpus and Paul Moyer on Hawks Live.
0: Time to talk that talk of Michael Bumpus with Paul Moore. Hey, Paul, that was Rihanna that sings that song that leads why did play. you? Why did you do that? I, you know, I just I just bachelor. bacheless.
1: Wait, you think I don't know who Rihanna is?
0: I know you know who she is. Okay.
1: <laughs> you don't think I know her song? <laughs> I don't think
0: you know that one, though. Well, I know that one. Okay, right, cool. All
1: right. At least let's I'm talk that say, I'm gonna say that. <laughs> <laughs>
0: let's talk that talk. Okay, my question for you, Mr. Moyer. The Seahawks have turned the corner defensively and will be at least top 20 as a defense
1: for the rest of the season. They played better last week, and I'll say they turned a bit of a corner because I think they're starting to form an identity. I saw a little bit more cover two, a little cover two man. Um, I'm going to say no, and there's two reasons why. One is, boy, the leapfrog is big. And last year we were the best defense hands down the last seven, eight games of the year, and we went from 32nd to 23rd. That was a big leap where we started. Yeah. We're 32nd right now. We've got Arizona twice. We've got the Rams still. We've got Green Bay. And, again, we got to leapfrog 12 teams. Those aren't the reasons, though. We just – I just don't see us making enough plays in the turnover game, of us having enough ball hawks, playmakers, uh, to pull that off. I do like Trey Brown. I think he's going to be a guy that helps along the way. Uh, we need more of those type of players, but I'm going to say no. I just think it's too big of a jump and not enough plays being made.
0: So you're going to say no. The Hawks are 32 overall. Look at the guys in front of them. The Washington football team is 31 on defense. Yeah, that's crazy. Going into the season. Last I, year, they were awesome. Yeah, I thought they'd be middle of the pack and above. Then you have the Dolphins, Jacksonville Jaguars, the Chiefs who have been struggling, the Giants, the Texans, the Lions. These are teams that – You feel like this football team can be better than, but we're talking about the defense. And I'm with you, Moyer. I think they've dug themselves in too big of a hole. I think that teams are learning how to exploit certain things when it comes to their offensive scheme against their defensive scheme. And I don't see too many changes being made. Can this defense get better and allow this team to be in games? Yeah, I think so. All you need to do is have one or two turnovers, a game or two and your offense is get, getting going there in the game, but it's about consistency. That's how you kind of climb the ladder when it comes to being from the worst team in the, in the league, when it comes to defense to a top 20 team, I just don't see that happening. I see them getting good enough to help this team win ball game though.
1: Yeah. They, they're about 70 yards a game or uh, 70 yards per game behind to get to that 20 spot. It's not insurmountable. I mean, it's you know, it's with less than 500 yards, you start chipping away on that. Even you know, 50 yards a game. We've we've got Jacksonville that we can pull that off. Houston, though, they've actually put some some points on the board. Um, we we got Chicago, Detroit. There's some teams that we play that you know we can keep them under 300 yards. You can make it dent. but I still think it's that's awfully tough. Um, I mentioned Trey Brown by the way, and I thought he looked really good. He yeah. looked like a corner, great feel, and you guys know how I felt about him coming out of college. Uh, will Trey Brown be the best Seahawks corner since Richard Sherman?
0: Since Richard Sherman. Richard Sherman. It
1: just shows you there's a gap there.
0: There is a gap, and you talk about that gap, you got to think of Shaq Griffin as probably the mm-hmm. next best thing since Richard Sherman. I don't see him being better than Shaq Griffin right now. Will he? Does that mean by the end of the season we're saying, hey, Trey Brown is as good as Shaq Griffin?
1: Well, I don't even know at the end of the season. I just will he end up being? Will end up just overall? Just, we're just looking at it. Look, Shaq was here. He didn't make it to a second contract. Didn't, didn't have a lot of turn. He's the guy I'm looking at, too. Okay.
0: Well, I'm, I'm going off of one game. I'm going off of a couple of big plays. I'm going to say no right now. Just right now, it's a it's a fluid situation, right? It he can improve week by week. He can get me to buy in. I think he should be a starter right now. I think that he deserves an opportunity to be the best quarter cornerback since Richard Sherman. But right now, now nah, I'm not buying it. What about you?
1: We're gonna delete this segment if I'm wrong, and we're gonna throw it in a trash can, never to be found, so no one can call <laughs> me out on this. But I'm gonna say yes,
0: okay.
1: And here's why. He's a playmaker. He is. When I saw him coming out of college, I wasn't sure if it would translate to the NFL. You, that's the always the unknown. But the plays I saw just last week, it's a small sample size. The field he has for holding off routes and reading the quarterback, and that's the key, the second part. Reading the quarterback and breaking on the quarterback. You cannot get interceptions in this league. If you're in a zone defense and you're still backpedaling, and the quarterback has already set and started to throw, you have to at that point you have to settle. When he starts to get into that arm motion, I have to be in a position to break now. I have to start to break before the ball's thrown, or right when it comes out of his hand. Yep. Trey Brown has that ability. So the reason why I think he's going to be better, particularly with Zach, or with Shaq Griffin, is he's going to get more interceptions. He's going okay. to be more of a playmaker. I don't know if he's going to be a shutdown corner. Uh, maybe like Shaq can't, had the ability to be, but quarterbacks would be more afraid to throw his way.
0: I can see that. I can see him rolling the dice a bit more than Shaq Cass or Trey Flowers when he was here, or even DJ Reed. And DJ Reed is probably the most aggressive corner out of Shaq and Trey Flowers. So, yeah, I can see him breaking on the football and try to make some plays. All right. All right. My question to you, Jameis Winston will return to form and throw multiple interceptions against the Seahawks on Monday night football.
1: Oh, I hope so. I <laughs> what I really need is a body language psychiatrist that could read where he feels going into this game. Big moment, prime time. I'm gonna say no. And here's and again, here's the why. It's the offense. They run now. Yeah. They don't push the ball downfield. It's dink, it's dunk, it's um they're going to try and run it with the running game. They're going to let their defense try to win it for them, creating turnovers. If we get the lead on them, or we can force him into some passing situations, I think he will throw him up. And I is we can put pressure on the quarterback, particularly if they have to push it downfield, throw the ball over ten yards. We haven't really had teams have to do that to us. We're going to have to force that issue if we're going to get those interceptions. I'm going to say no.
0: This is why I'm with you. I'm going to say no as well. He's only thrown three interceptions this year, one against the Washington football team, two against the Carolina Panthers. He's only been sacked nine times. So this offensive line is doing a good job, and the offensive scheme is to not let Jameis lose this game for you. There are going to be a lot of play actions dumping off into the flats. Once they get you biting, then he'll take a shot. Um, he has the ability to throw the football down the field, but no, I see one interception. I see one. I don't see multiple though.
1: I hope so because uh, we we need turnovers to, I believe, to win the game because they're a turnover defense, um, and we're gonna we got to match that. Okay, we're two and four. Yeah. The schedule is half tough, half not tough. We got two games against Arizona. We got one more with the Rams. We got one with San Francisco. We got the Giants. That's the tough. You got the Jacksonville Chicago, which I think will be a tougher game than people are. I think we got Detroit, Houston's other world. Will the Seahawks get to ten wins in twenty twenty
0: one? Will they get to ten wins
1: and make the playoffs?
0: Oh, and oh, oh Sorry, I got a whammy, an extra double whammy. All right, yeah, I'm
1: gonna get, I'm gonna get that one too. All right, there. so
0: first, let me start to ten wins. Jaguars win, Washington Football Team win, Niners win, Texans win, Bears win. Lions win. That's six right there. Okay. That's six. I, I'm going to say, you know what? They're going to they're gonna split one from the Cardinals. I'll give them seven. Right now, Moyer, I don't see ten wins. Now, again, it's fluid. Week by week, things could change. Guys get healthy. The offense gets going. The defense is going right now. Ten mm. wins. I predicted them, I believe, having them 11 wins this year. Ten wins, it seems so tough. And then I don't think ten is enough to get into the playoffs now. What do you think?
1: So you're saying not only not ten because uh, th- I kind of butchered my question there. Um, I got to put my big boy pants on and make a decision here. This game is so critical. It, it to me it tips the balance of do they make the playoffs or not? Mm, okay, that's how big it is to me. Um, I just don't feel we're playing well enough to win 10 games with the schedule. In other words, I don't see us beating a good football team right now. And we have the ability to lose to a bad football team last, like last week. Pittsburgh was not a good football team. Um, you know, They did some things at matchups and defensively they can give you problems. But offensively, after watching that game again, we, we should have absolutely dominated them. Um, I'm going to say no right now. But, boy, if we have the same question next week and we win Monday, I'm completely flipping that because now we're going to be 4-4. Four and four. We're going to get Russell Wilson back. That confidence level, you get some identity. This game is so critical on every goal, not just the wins, not just the playoffs. It's statistically, it's confidence, it's everything. It's, it's, it's a big game, obviously.
0: Third week in a row it's a must-win game for these Seahawks.
1: You know how we, we start winning? Man, let's start playing at 1 o'clock on a Sunday again. (laughs) This is going to be the third game in a row. We've got a nighttime game. And, you know, me and my beauty sleep waking up the next morning.
0: Moyer needs to sleep. The Hawks need to get it done. And when we return, we'll go inside the film room. We'll break down Gerald Everett's 41-yard reception. Trey Brown makes a big play on third down. And TJ ends the game. For the Hawks, that's next right here on Hawks Live. Thanks for tuning in to Hawks Live. with Michael Bumpus with Paul Moyer. And now we get to be coaches. We get to get into the film room and break things down. The first play we are breaking down. Geno Smith finds Gerald Everett for a 41-yard reception.
3: Play fake. Geno hits his back foot. He's going to throw down the middle. Got a man open. The ball is caught. Everett breaks a tackle. Inside the 20. Down to the 10. Down to the 3-yard line. Diving for the end zone. He's down at the 2 as Everett was just incensed that he couldn't get it all the way in. Boy, is it nice to have Gerald Everett back for 40 yards. The Seahawks are cooking first and goal inside the five.
0: This was the second touchdown drive that the Hawks put together in the second half. The first one was a lot of runs. This one, the tight ends get involved, and Gerald Everett does a great job. Before this game, I got to give Paul Moyer some love. He goes, look, man, we're going to see some three tight end sets. That's exactly what we see. To the left side of the formation, you have Gerald Everett and Colby Parkinson to the top. You have Will Disley, a clear running formation. That's exactly what the Hawks show. Geno Smith is under center. He reverse pivots out, flashes the run. From that instant right there, what I love about this play, Paul Moyer, is that it all looks like run. You got Colby outside of Gerald Everett. He pulls, making it look like you're going back to the right side of the formation for a run. You have Gerald Everett who releases and attacks the linebacker like he's going to block. All he has to do it's angle at this guy. He thinks the block is coming. As soon as he gets on his toes, boom, he snaps it upfield. Gino does a great job of showing the football like it's going to be a run. He tucks it, gets his eyes downfield. It essentially becomes a two-on-two. You got a receiver on the outside. I believe that's Penny Hart who's going to run the go. looks like it's a cover three. And you also have Gerald Everett who's running up the seam. He snaps it off about 10 to 15 yards down the field. Gino delivers the football on time. That corner does a speed turn. The corner that's running with Penny Hard does a speed turn instead of what's what's the other turn? Give me a, the the terminology there. Uh,
1: no, I mean a speed guy. turn is usually you're you're flipping your head and shoulders around rather yeah. than clearing and your your hips and and like and keeping everything uh, so your back's never to the ball. In this case, it's faster to do what we call a, a, a speed turn speed or turn. speed cut. So yep.
0: so he does a speed turn, gets to Gerald Everett. Safety gets to Gerald Everett at the same time. Boom, boom, bang, bang. That guy spins out of it, gets loose. Stiffs arm the next defender, almost gets into the end zone. I was excited because this is the first time we've seen Everett in a while. He's been on the COVID-19 list, makes a big play, sets up, not a game-winning, but a touchdown from Will Disley.
1: Yeah, I don't think we'd ever see a steady diet of three tight ends because you're taking Lockett or Metcalf off the field. But let me tell you what the challenge is for defenses on that because you got Cody Parkinson who can absolutely run, you got Everett who can run, you got Disley who is a very accomplished uh, wide receiver tight end as well. When I saw this play, I won't make a – first of all, give Shane Waldron credit because all we hear is negative things, you know, on the Twitter. It's negative. You know, Jamal can't do this. Well, Waldron, he's not doing that. Well, we never hear the good stuff. Never. And here's one. We just got done running the football, nine out of ten plays. He comes in with a 3 tight end uh, lineup. And I know we always think the only people who make mistakes and get sucked up on play action is the Seahawks. Let me tell you what this. You go watch Pittsburgh. Every linebacker up in the line of scrimmage. They don't know what's going on. It's a really well designed play. They're doing a clear out on our uh, on our offensive left side, trying to clear the corner with a go route, and then work a, a a deep out or a you know a corner route, I guess you know with with a tight end. It's just a beautiful play, and it just goes show you why wouldn't you run play action every play <laughs> when you're not running the ball? I'm serious. It works almost every time. Now, if you're a quarterback, it throws it quick. As soon as they get behind the linebackers, you can make a living on this all day long. And, you know, Pittsburgh's a well-coached team. They've had a great defense, and they look like they've never seen play action before in their life.
0: This works, especially if you come out in the third quarter and you run the ball nine times out of ten on a touchdown drive. Okay, this next play, Trey Brown lights up Ray Ray McLeod on third and four for a huge stop in overtime.
3: Ben stands strong pump fakes now he's being chased now he's going to throw near side getting hit getting pushed back Trey Brown what a play on Ray Ray McLeod he catches the ball to McCloud? McLeod he was about a yard and a half from picking up the first down and Trey Brown like a rocket comes in he hits him and knocks him on his wallet and the Steelers are going to be forced to punt what a play by the rookie.
1: Well, he's right. What a play it is. And this is, uh, I'm going to say it's hybrid quarters. We actually line up at a four man uh, front and we drop our one of our defensive ends. So it's actually eight men uh, in in coverage, but it's quarters by the secondary and and the linebackers. And what uh, it looks like is a cover two defense from the snap. Uh, Trey Brown's playing left corner he comes out on the snap and just opens up and, and I don't want to say runs out he, he just opens up to gives a cushion on the corner so he's playing a soft uh, quarters on the left side up top we're playing more of a tighter bump and run man to man for whatever it is. they do it by usually formation. But this is why I said early why I think Trey Brown has a chance to be a really good corner. I can't teach this as a coach. I'm going to rep the you-know-what out of it, yeah. but I can't teach it and 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 hope that a guy just gets it. His natural feel for holding off that turn and holding it off so that it's not there, and it, we've got to have this third and four, so he can't give up too much ground. I mean, he's got to be able to make a play on the turn. It's his play. And then to get the wide route or the, the back end of the flat, his explosiveness, once that ball is out of Ben Roethlisberger's hand, is it's the best I've seen of any of our secondary guys it's explosive it's decisive he doesn't break down he runs right through this guy he understands the situation where the ball is everything and he described it this is what gets me excited we need player playmakers like this
0: it just looks so technically sound yes it looks like he's done this hundreds of times he's mm-hmm. seen this situation I've seen the curl to the flat every offense in the nfl has a route combination when one guy runs a curl other guy runs an arrow let's put the flat defender in the especially in quarters in a bind and really his flat defender isn't there marquise brown uh, uh, excuse me marquise blair is caught up in what's going on inside so this is a a great play he seemed confident like you said and he's patient right when i hear defensive coaches coach this up you're like you want them to throw the arrow in the flat that's the throw that you want even on third and short right you don't want them to throw the curl the curl is is an easy first down. So to see him be patient, and I'll never forget, Moyer, I kid you not, you broke down this exact same type play when he was at Oklahoma in the Seahawks film session, and it it's showed UCLA.
1: up. It was a UCLA game. Uh, he actually, I think I ran two versions of it uh, because they were just a little different. One was uh, a cover two route where they ran the corner, uh, and then they had a guy in the flat. And so he was holding off the corner route, and then he broke up on the flat and made an interception. I said, whoa, that it was awesome. This is a, a version of it. The difference is, because they read it's not a cover two, the play is that he's going to run a turn or a curl route. Yeah. But he, So he holds that off. Mm-hmm. Same concept. I've got to hold it off and then break to the flat. Because in this particular case, which was different than the other side of the ball, they, uh, they stayed on the guy going to the flat. So the guy who was on a slot yeah. when the guy ran to the flat – he jumped it, and the corner stayed on the in, in route. In this case, the Marquise Blair said, I'm not going to the flat. I'm going to hold off the turn for you a little bit. He gets a little help. But in, in actuality, Trey Brown held both of them and made the play. It's, again, really excited about the, what we see from him moving forward.
0: Beautiful play by Trey Brown. The next play, T.J. Watt strips Geno Smith on first down and overtime, effectively ending the ball game.
3: The play fake. Gino looks, pump fakes. Now he's going to scramble. He fumbles the football. It's picked up by Bush, and Bush is dropped at his own 17-yard line. Gino Smith, his first scramble of the night, forward for positive yards and has the ball knocked out of his hands. I think it might have been, I'm sorry to say, T.J. Watt, who got there again for yet another big play. If we never see T.J. Watt Again, it'll be too soon. You know what's
0: unfortunate about this play? Yes, Geno Smith, strip sack, Pittsburgh gets the ball. It's the second week in a row on the drive you have to win the ball game that he turns the ball over on the very first play of the drive. Now, I'm not mad at the play call, honestly. You line up in what looks like a running formation. You got double tight. You have Will Disley and that little sniffer look to the right side of the formation. His job The O-line sells the zone right. His job is to take care of the end right there so he doesn't get pressure on the quarterback. Juno does a great job selling the play fake to DJ Reed. But now you have a two-man combination outside. You have DK on the right side of the formation. You have Lockett on the left side of the formation. Lockett cuts his split in tight, ends up running a corner route. Um, He's bracketed by that safety in that corner. On the other side, you have DK, who's running about a dig or a dagger, 10-yard in, and... It's covered. There's nowhere for Gino to go right here. The corner that's uh, playing Lockett does a good job staying underneath using that safety help.
1: Now that corner makes a phenomenal – I'm going to describe that one later. He makes a phenomenal play.
0: You got D-Count on the other side. He's running the dig. The corner stays, stays underneath. He's bracketed by that safety right there. So I see why Geno said, I'm not throwing this football. I'm going to get upfield. It's more about T.J. Watt. T.J. Watt, he, you know what they say? I hear this term all the time. I don't know if it's a term, but it's saying like, you don't get deeper than the ball when you're rushing. Yes. When you're on the end, you get deeper than the ball. It's easy for these quarterbacks to climb up and make plays. Watt does, doesn't does do that. He doesn't get deeper than the ball. He gets exactly parallel to the football, keeps his eyes on the quarterback, and then just makes a play. That's why he's the highest-played defensive player in the league.
1: Yeah, we say don't run past the quarterback. And, it, and it, it, it's a bit of a geometry deal. And so, again, the farther away you are from him um, uh, laterally, uh, the the less you want to run past him because now you create that escape piece. Yeah, you can do it a little bit more if you're really tight to him, but they, you know then you kind of want to bull rush the the tackle on on that particular play. But on this play, I, w- I won't describe the whole thing. It's a two man route again. It's a play action. It's it's you know at the end of the day where the receivers end up is almost the same play that Everett caught. They just came from different positions. Yeah, right. So. The corner on this kit you're right. They they the corner and the safeties play this awesome. And this is the nice thing about quarters, because the reason why quarters came into play twenty some thirty years ago was it allowed the, the inside linebacks play really aggressive and then your safeties were back and again if anybody releases downfield you don't worry about the run, right? If he's going to come block me ten yards downfield, that means the next guy down can make the the tackle. So allowed the inside linebackers and linebackers to play super aggressive inside, and you knew you were backed up with, on a play action because you you were covered with the secondary in this situation. And this, they, you you've got it. We've got a, a bit of a quarters um, on this. We get an inside release by DK Metcalf. The corners outside. And they recognize the route, and all of a sudden he undercuts it. So he yeah. undercuts and gets back inside, and that's why there's no throw. Initially, there's a throw. It's so well played by them. But the most important thing, I'll close it with this this is a hustle play by what? He's almost triple team. He is double teamed by our tight end and defensive or offensive tackle. Our running back comes over there, kind of chips him to three guys, but he spins out of it because he doesn't go past the quarterback. Mm-hmm. The only bad thing on this play is we just didn't secure the football. It would have came up second and seven. We we could live with that. Just a hustle play.
0: Good decision by Geno. Better defense by the Steelers. When we return, we'll go around the NFL. Does Aaron Rodgers have ownership stake in the Bears? Is Lamar Jackson the best QB in the NFL? And through six weeks, who's the best team in the NFL? That's next here on Hawks Live. Welcome back to Hawks Live. I'm Michael Bumpus with my dude. Paul Moyers. Time to go around the NFL. If you didn't know, man, Aaron Rodgers, he's 21 and 5 against the, Chico- the Chicago I'm saying it with my, my wife, she's Latina. I said Chicago. The Chicago, <laughs> Chicago. Bears. Uh, he has some,
3: some things to say to this crowd. Rodgers snaps it quick. Pressure coming. Scrambles to his right. Pumps and runs. And Rodgers is inside the pylon. Touchdown Packers. It's Rodgers running for the score.
0: <laughs> I still own you. Rogers flexing on these dudes. He's one of the goats of the game. The other goat, one of the other goats of the game, Tom Brady has something to say about that.
1: I uh, actually before we get started, I wanted to say congrats to Aaron. Rogers, obviously, um, not as a great quarterback, but I guess
3: he's now a shareholder of the Bears. He was, you know, I <laughs> I saw a clip of him really
1: enthusiastically telling the crowd how happy he is to own Soldier Field. And uh, that's really great stuff. He owns the Bucks now, part owner of Soldier Field. So um, he's he's got a, a great career
3: beyond football.
0: Man, I'm loving some Tom Brady at this point in his career.
1: He seems uh comfortable in his skin. It, it clearly Bill Belichick had the thumb on everybody. Yeah, you know you have to be stoic and straight laced. It's fun to, and you know how I feel about Tom Brady. I think he's you know, I, I know a few things about. Him. I I think he's phenomenal. Um, you now I love that and. You know I'm okay with the Aaron Rodgers part me of it too. too. Well, when I first saw it, I was like, "Come on, man, you're bigger than that." But and my other one was, "You're 21 and five against me.
0: exactly." Are
1: they even a rival? You no. know, if it was, if it was, because uh, Minnesota is probably more of a rival. I'm not sure why. I know Chicago and Green Bay long history there, but since he's been there, Aaron. um I'm trying to think who's the the one just knocking under. Certainly not Detroit. You know, I guess you know, I guess it's probably Chicago and Minnesota. But that's pretty good. I love it. And that's pretty good.
0: I own you. You talking all that stuff. You know these fans are crazy. You know they say whatever comes to their brain, they're gonna say it. They're gonna flip you the bird. They're gonna boo you and say all this stuff about you on Twitter and all this stuff. Heck yeah, Rogers.
1: You own them. Twenty one and five, son. What's up? What do you think the NFL's going to do? Nothing. Oh no, it's Aaron Rodgers. First of all, it's Ain't doing nothing. it's taunting. You know, can't taunt a player. <laughs> now we the you fans, know you though. can't can't taunt fans. Nah. You have to be gentler, kindler, and they have to be the same way back to you. <laughs> they're going to change the rules. Is this youth sports we're talking about here? Uh, just look, the NFL everyone they get it right most of the time. I mean, they, you know how I feel they're re- revenue juggernauts. <laughs> and they had it really going. And, you know, they, they, they look, there's always controversial things you got to deal with. They had it going. And then this year they messed with all 22 on the NFL game pass. <laughs> and then they brought in this taunting dumb thing that has ruined. I think it's, it's, it's made the game not as much fun. Well, we hold on a second,
2: Bump. So going back to Aaron Rodgers, right? What it made me think of all the Chicago fans, because you just sports hate that dude. And I can just feel your blood boiling. And it made me think. Who have you guys sports hated, right? So, like, growing up, I hated the New York Yankees. Everything about them. Paul O'Neill, Bernie Williams, uh, Posada, <laughs> all those guys. Roger Clemens. It just made my blood boil, right? And fast forward, like, Kaepernick on the field, sports hate. It was right there. So, putting yourself in that mindset, who did you guys sports hate growing up or still to this day, past or present? I'm
0: I'm such a hypocrite. I'm such a hypocrite. You know why? Because I sports-hated Tom Brady, now I like him. Yeah. I sports-hated LeBron James, now I like him. He plays for my team, I got to support him. I'm such a hypocrite. Those are the two guys where I'm just like, all right, don't compare LeBron to Kobe. And Tom Brady, I'm just jealous of your life and all your success, so I don't like you.
1: Boy, dislike. I, mean, I, I, I was a huge Raider fan, so the Immaculate Reception in Pittsburgh. And so Franco Harris, I never liked. But then in 1984, we brought him on our team because we had an injury. He's the greatest guy in the world. He's a great – I mean, he's such a good dude. But after that, um, I got to go back to 2013, San Francisco. I hated everything about San Francisco. I hated Harbaugh. I hated their whole offense. I hated their defense, their organization. Your, there's nothing about them. I, that was a great rivalry at the time. So that's my one hate – I. Again, and then I got to flip it back to Pittsburgh again. Ben Roethlisberger, the 2005 Super Bowl, the, the, how we got that stolen from us. Don't get me started on that, but they <laughs> did. Um, so there's there's some there, but God, I didn't really hate players. I'm not a big LeBron James fan. I can tolerate him now because he's on the Lakers, but it's more of his, you know, he, to me yeah. he's just a baby. Yeah, he's that a other, great player, that but that it's, other just stuff. A, it's the baby stuff, yeah.
0: Okay, now Ocho Emmanuel had – very strong point. Emmanuel Acho. Oh, my God. Emmanuel Acho, I, I apologize. I'm Ron Burgundy. I'm reading off the script right now. <laughs> Emmanuel Acho had some things to
2: say about Lamar Jackson. Here's a clear separation that makes Lamar Jackson the best quarterback in the National Football League, not just tier one, but the best. Who's doing more with less? Okay. What makes Lamar Jackson the best quarterback in the league is he has 16 players. The start started the season on IR. His top two running backs, Gus Edwards, J.K. Dobbins, gone. His first-round uh, receiver, Rashad Bateman, missed the first five games of the season. His starting left tackle, All-Pro, Ronnie Staley, out of there. Starting left guard, rookie this year, out of there. Uh, when you look at Lamar Jackson overcoming both his top two running backs, and they're a running football team, mm-hmm. his first-round wide receiver, his all-pro left tackle, his left guard for uh, uh, third-round pick, not to mention Marcus Peters, Pro Bowl cornerback, mm. ain't even out there. And you still keep this Baltimore Ravens team at 5-1. and one. For, to me, mm. that is the separation. <laughs> Lamar Jackson is in tier one with eight or nine other guys, but Lamar Jackson is at the top of that tier.
1: He ain't lying. Um, you know, I think we all thought, oh, it's his legs, his legs, his legs. But I, I think the win over the Chiefs, the second week of the season, and I would even say the Charger game last week, 34 to six, and the Chargers were coming off, you know, some pretty impressive wins. Their head coach was getting a lot of praise for being a great leader. I, well, I, I can't argue with that. I mean, look, I still like Mahomes, but now he's throwing interceptions. Um, yeah, I mean, Aaron Rodgers, he's, he's gotten older. We like Tom. Russell's hurt. Look, Lamar's the guy right now, and he's doing it with his arm too. And that's what's impressed me is that he's had to make some big-time throws downfield. You throw in the electric, unbelievable. There's no one in his category, speed as a running quarterback. And now with his arm, I, I, I can't argue with that one.
0: And he's doing it with a bunch of injuries. I didn't realize a lot of those dudes were injured. I saw, what, Le'Veon Bell was in the backfield at some point. Uh, Devontae Freeman, I believe I saw back there as well. I mean, they got a system that works, and they have a quarterback who's learning how to be a complete quarterback and not just a guy who's going to run the football. He's dangerous. I look at Pat Mahomes, man. He looks figured out. He looks like, look, if I don't have at least a decent defense behind me, I can't, I can't lead the charge here. It's, it's, uh, it's interesting to see. I'm I wouldn't say the rise and the fall, but just where they're progressing right now.
1: You know what was interesting when I when I heard that and we can call him uh, Emmanuel or whatever you want to call him. Ocho. I'm teasing. <laughs> um, it it kind of reminded me of Russell Wilson. Remember what Russell Wilson had for wide receivers. They're all free agents. They brought in Percy Harvin on a trade and that didn't last long, but his wide receivers, we've never drafted a high draft pick at wide receiver they tried to bring in after the fact jimmy graham at tight end we had a running game we run with defense you know we didn't have a great off in line all the time and all he's done is is one and i think sometimes for in this case for lamar i think this has helped him because yeah. now it's it's not just about your legs it's not just about oh you have a great defense oh you got a running game you got wide receivers now i'm putting this whole thing on my shoulders and we're winning
0: they're winning. They look good. Winning five and one. The Ravens are okay. When we return, we'll give you our final thoughts and keys to victory right here on Hawks Live. Welcome to Hawks Live on Michael Bumps with Paul Moyer, Emmanuel Ocho. You heard that guy.
1: I, I heard it was Ocho. Yeah, I thought it. I heard, I heard it, was it was Ocho, Ocho Emmanuel.
0: Yeah, I thought it was. Good. <laughs> Goodness gracious.
1: <laughs> All
0: right. Hey, final thoughts and keys to victory. My okay. My final thought on this matchup between the Hawks and the Saints is that, again, you have to be disciplined on defense. I've said this earlier. Everything's going to look the same, or at least a lot of the things are going to look the same. Backers got to read their keys, believe what they're seeing, and DBs have to make plays. Offensively, this team, the Saints, they're great against the run, but you can't let that deter you. right? You have to go in and say, okay, they can be great against the run. We could struggle against the run early, but you got to stick with it and play action off of that. I know you mentioned earlier, Moyer, that you really like the play action against these guys.
1: I think we, we have to I, I look well I'll stay on the def- their defensive side they they're committed to stopping the run and they've done a great job of it uh, so we're gonna have to take some shots downfield um, I think you can go with some three tight end offense uh, do what we did last week you know you run it hard and then you play action over the top our biggest plays came from that with a three tight end offense and two man route so I I would continue to do that. Um, my, my biggest concern is their offensive line. They're, they're, they're physical. I mean, they really get after you in the running game. And they're going to commit to the running game too, I believe. Um, they're, they're, they're beat up at wide receiver. They don't have a bunch of them right now. Um, I, don't, I think Thomas was is ruled out. But, you know, we'll, we'll find where, where that, that, that plays out. So that's my thing. It's, do we match them physically at the beginning, which we need to? Um, I, I don't think we need to be crazy here the last 2 weeks it's just about us not making the big plays the big moments the key moments of the game and when that and it's we we know turnovers come in bunches you know there's no way to to force turnovers they just happen over time being in the right place fundamentals and i think that's it we've gotten a little better the last 3 weeks we got a little better against the rams defensively we got a little better a lot better against pittsburgh i think we've run the ball better we've been in every game we just got to close this stuff out and make plays when they, they come our way.
0: You have to make Jameis Winston turn the ball over at least one time. Now, in our Talk That Talk, the question was, is he going to have multiple turnovers? I don't think he have multiple, but one is good. He's taken care of the football so far, 12 touchdowns, three interceptions. He's only been sacked nine times. So they're doing a good job getting the football out of his hand and protecting him. So now is make them be something that they haven't been. Make them give up a few sacks. Make Jameis Winston turn the ball over like he hasn't before this year. Make him be the guy that we saw in Tampa.
1: Where they're struggling, New Orleans, is in mixed downs. Uh, Maverick, they're 30th offensively in first downs a game. They're 10th third down conversion. So that means they're just not – they're they they're kind of our, our battle, you know, earlier in the year where we just weren't – Creating enough drives, the sustaining drives. We're getting a third down too often. And after a while, it doesn't matter. You can be a great third down conversion team. Just statistically, you're going to be off the field if it comes up too too often. So we got to win the mixed down situation. That's the physical part with their offensive line. We, you mentioned early in the show, and it, this happened a couple times in the game last week. Man, we we have guys. We're in the hole, or we're scraping in the hole off the the tackle. And it, this should be a second-and-ten play. Instead, it came up second-and-six. We can't have that. we got to have first hit. It's got to be stopped. No more extra one, two yards. Because now it starts coming up third down and two, third down and one. Those are difficult for the defense. And that's why I think I could, this isn't complicated. You know, win mixed downs. Don't turn the ball over. When a play comes your way, catch it. You know, that's- I mean, it's just pretty simple stuff. Make plays. You all make a, a lot of money. We have talent. I like what we're doing Uh, play calling offensively. Defensively, we're getting better. we still got some things to work out. I want to see our best players on the field. I want to see Trey Brown on the field. I want to see Marquise Blair on the field. Let's get our playmakers, guys who are physical, understand pass uh, defense, uh, start making some plays.
0: And let's see Geno Smith push the ball down the field. That too. Let's see it, man. Our longest reception last week was a 41-yard reception, but that was uh, to Gerald Everett. Before that, Genoni had a drive. Really, um, he had a 21-yard reception to Will Disley. You've seen opportunities for this guy to throw the football down the field. This is your second complete game that you're going to play. Get comfy. Believe in what you're seeing. Roll the dice a little bit because you can't win being conservative. At this point, you're down. You're two and four. You got to make a splash.
1: Yeah, look, There's a there's a big difference between being aggressive and being reckless. You know, being reckless, throwing into coverage. No, yeah. You know, uh, scrambling, that one play that he fumbled. Nothing wrong with, hey, scrambling and, and stepping up in the pot. Protect the football, though. You know, don't let these guys come and slap the ball behind you. We do that. We, we know we're going to be in a game that's going to come down the fourth quarter. Who may, whoever makes the most plays, it's time for us to start making the most plays. We always say it's five key plays a game. you got to win at least three of those. We've been on the, 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 the one and two side. We need to be on the three, four, five side of those five big plays.
0: Let's go. Let's make some plays, and let's reestablish your dominance on primetime football. All right, let's get out of here, Moyer. Special thanks to Jamarco Jones and John Clayton for joining the show. Our board operator, DJ Wilder, and our executive producer, NASA Chobi. The Seahawks pregame show is live this Monday starting at 2 p.m. Until next time, I'm your host, Michael Bums, with
4: Paul Moyer. We'll be back next week right here on Hawks Live.